Hello, I am Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I'm glad you can be here with us today. Uh, the, the, this is the, uh, for the Torah portion, Vayigash, uh, Genesis 44, 18 through 47, 27. And this is the uh, Torah teaching uh, for that section. We also have an accompanying teaching uh, that is available. <clears throat> So, uh, Vayigash means, and he drew, drew near. This portion begins with Yehuda petitioning Yosef to free Benjamin. Uh, Yehuda tells uh, Yosef the story about why Benjamin was not with them originally and that their father would die if Benjamin did not return. Yehuda then offers himself as a replacement for Benjamin. Uh, then, then filled with emotion, Yosef asks those around him to leave and reveals that he is Yosef to his brothers, their brother that they sold <clears throat> as a slave. Uh, they are dumbfounded as he talks, and Yosef tells them that the famine will last five more years, and that through him God has provided for them. Yosef invites them to come to Egypt so they won't die in the famine. They embrace each other, and Yosef and uh, and Pharaoh's court hears that Yosef's family is there. Pharaoh is pleased, and he provides wagons, new clothes, grain, and presents for Yosef's brothers, so they can go and return. When they arrive back home, they tell their father that Yosef is alive and the leader of all of Egypt. Imagine that, huh? Uh, when Yaakov saw all that they brought back, he believed them, and he wants to go see Yosef. They returned to Egypt and brought everything with him. Yaakov stopped at Be'er Sheva on the way, where God spoke to Yaakov and told him not to be afraid to go to Egypt. Uh, and that God would eventually return them to the land of Canaan. Uh, then 66 of Yaakov's descendants are listed that went into Egypt. So all the men in Egypt then were 70. So that included then Yo Yaakov, Yosef, and his two sons. Uh, this did not include the women. Uh, of course, they also came. <laughs> uh, just the men were listed. <clears throat> uh, Yosef tells Pharaoh that his family is keepers of livestock, and, inst and he instructed his family to say the same because shepherds were considered abhorrent. He tells them to do this so that they would be given the land of Goshen. Yosef presents five of his brothers and his father to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh gives them his blessing to live in the land of Goshen. Yaakov speaks to Pharaoh. Uh, Yosef takes care of his family and makes sure that they have food. The famine was severe and the people had to trade their livestock and, and all their land for food. The people farmed the land and willingly gave Pharaoh 20% of their produce because Yosef had saved their lives. Uh, the people of Israel prospered and increased in numbers. Yaakov lived 17 more years in Egypt and then he died. Uh, just as Yehuda, Judah said he will stand in for Benjamin, Yeshua stood in for us and died for our sins. As we see, uh, this is prophesied in Isaiah 53. 
We also we also see that Yosef is a messianic figure because he saves his family from the famine and from almost certain death. Yeshua saves us from sin, and we have a better life through him, and someday eternal life through Yeshua. You see, see a theme of God saving his people in the readings today, and of a hope for a future kingdom. The Haftarah for Vayigash is Ezekiel 37, 15-28. Before this portion, uh, Ezekiel just prophesied life coming to the bones of Israel. This prophecy was about Israel regaining its hope. God promises Israel that they will rise from the dead someday. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. That's Ezekiel 37.12. We clearly see that God has given his people the hope of the resurrection. Now our portion then begins with Ezekiel taking two sticks and putting them together, one for Israel and the other for Judah. This represents a future time when Israel will be one nation again, including Israel, the northern kingdom. And Ezekiel says that they will be one forever with one king and shepherd, and they will not sin again. That's a great thing to look forward to, isn't it? The nations will know that God has set them apart as holy. Israel has become a nation in one day as prophesied in Isaiah 66, 7-8, but the future prophecy of the resurrection, the kingdom of God as their king, is yet to come someday. God has a future for Israel, just as the story of Yoshev shows us that God will accomplish his will for the children of Israel. This portion affirms that God will someday make Israel a holy nation forever before all nations. Uh, recently, I heard a Jewish rabbi teach that after we die, we, we go on as an unembodied spirit. It seems that some rabbis have lost their understanding of the truths of the scriptures. Instead, they study the Talmud. Uh, in this portion, Israel rises from the dead. Rabbi Shul uh, also taught that as well. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, 42 and 43. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Um, so, <clears throat> it is it's sown in corruption because some, we all die. Uh, but it will, we will be raised. Uh, it is sown in dishonor because it's not perfect, uh, but it will be raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power, and God is powerful. All-powerful. It is clear that those who believe in God and follow His commandments will rise from the dead. Those who don't keep God's commandments will go to the lake of fire. You know, and the reason we share this is is not to bring condemnation on people, but people need to know this, and they, they don't have... You know, people just put off God, but God, you know, we're in an era of testing, you know, and, and people need to take their relationship with God seriously. And a lot, you know, people aren't doing that. 
Revelation 21.8 says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. So, in the, in the present, we are also commanded to believe on the Messiah Yeshua and receive the Holy Spirit. Kepha, Rabbi Kepha said in Acts 2, 38-39, And by the way, the early leaders were all Jewish, and they were teachers, so they were also rabbis. Uh, then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you, and to your children, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Well, praise God. I think, or at least over here in the United States, we're pretty far off. Yeah, a couple thousand years later, and far off in distance. In, in, the, in the Messianic times we are now, and God has lavished his favor on us through the Messiah. Just as the descendants of Jacob were almost dead from lack of food, we were dead in sins. And just as through Joseph and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, Israel was allowed to stay in the land and survive and prosper, we also are delivered through an act of favor of our God, through Yeshua the Messiah, so we could keep God's commandments with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper. It says in John 14, 16, and 17, He will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit. So, it says another helper. So what is the first helper? It is God's commandments. They are intended to help us in all of life. They are your wisdom and your understanding, it says in Deuteronomy 4.6. That's exactly what it says. They're our wisdom and understanding. People don't understand this. People need to understand this. Yosef's brothers find out that Yosef is now leader in Egypt. The prophetic gifting of Yosef has saved the whole region and Yosef's family. Ezekiel prophesies that God will raise the dead someday. In the New Testament portion, Rabbi Shul also says God will raise the dead. God cares about his people in the present and helps us. Those who keep his commandments will have eternal life with a caring and good God. So I'd like to, this is the, this concludes uh, this, this teaching on this. And like I said, we have uh, an accompanying teaching also. And I'd like to say uh, the ironic benediction at this time. Yeverecha Yehova Vishmerecha Yahova Panavalekabikuneka Yisa Yehova Panavalecha Vesemlecha Shalom Yehova bless you and keep you Yehova make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you Yehova lift up his cons upon you and give you peace Amen and I just want to say that we use the name of God. In Numbers, uh, it says that you shall put God's name on his people. If we don't use his name, if we're just using like Hashem or something, or Lord or something, uh, you're not really putting God's name on his people. And, in, and if you go to John chapter 7, the Messiah says that he made, made God's name known. 
and he did not dishonor his name. To dishonor God's name is not to use his name. So, Shabbat Shalom. I'm glad you could be here with us today. God bless.